finished yesterday's discussion. And yesterday's discussion was actually quite fascinating because Abaye collected a, a, a number of different Tanoim, a number of different positions in various Mishnayot that all from a vice perspective, made greater requirements of a sukkah that reflects an understanding of a sukkah as divas keva, as a more permanent structure. And as we said, this is part of the whole question of a sukkah, because a sukkah on the one hand is the difference between your house, your house is permanent, your sukkah is temporary. On the other hand, your sukkah is a substitute for your house, so it has to maybe be more house-like. So Abaya identified a number of positions where each one might have his own unique reason, but they could all be seen as rooted in the idea of sukkah as a permanent structure, um, but maybe tra- how that di- idea of greater permanence translates is interpreted differently by the different Tanayim. So let's actually pick up from that very quickly, um, again, from the beginning, um, and um, um, it'll just it'll get us more, more in the middle of Zainam Bet, but we'll do it quickly. We had done half of it yesterday. So it's about 20 lines down. The line starts with the word, the Nechsi Kishcha. So Amar Bayes. Oh yes, well that is true. Meaning, even those that say that it's more permanent, and that, thank you for pointing that out. You know, Tosa said you could have permanent walls, but you can't have a permanent roof. Roof. That. So it's a good point. According to those that say that it is more permanent, what distinguishes it from your house? Now we're going to see something at the end of today's daf. God willing, we'll get there. That it might just be your usage. Maybe structurally it could be identical, and maybe the only differences whether you use it during the year or not, but you, what you're saying is probably correct, that no matter who says it's a permanent structure, um, or, you know, the schach remains temporary and remains what fundamentally distinguishes it. Presumably nobody disagrees with that, and that was a toast we did at the very beginning. Yes, so thank you for pointing that out. Amar Bai, Rebbe, Rebbe Yoshev, Rebbe Yehuda, Rebbe Shimon, Rebbe Shimon, Rebbe Gamliel, Rebbe Shami, Rebbe Yezib, Yecherim, all those Tanayim, Kulus Fielu, Sukkadir, Tepavikinan. They all say Sukkah in some way is a permanent structure, or to some degree permanent, and that's reflected in certain requirements, but each one sort of, you know, translates that into different requirements. Rebbe Detanya, Rebbe Omer, Kosukashen, Arbal Arbamos, Psula, it has to be four by four Amot, not Rosho Veruba, not Veshulchano, not seven Tzachim. It has to be a more serious size. Rebbe Yoshia Had Amin, Rebbe Yoshia, who says the walls have to provide shade. What's a house that has transparent walls? No, to be a serious you know, have more permanent and be a more serious house like the walls have to provide shade as well. Reb Yehuda, Reb Yehuda allows the sukkah higher than 20 amot. So that's got to be more permanent and he allows it. He doesn't require it. That's why this is a little bit different as opposed to the others who require it. Here it's just Reb Yehuda allows it. Reb Yehuda, Two and a bit, two walls and a little bit is the requirement. Rabbi Shimon Omer, three walls and a little bit. So that's a requirement that makes it more of a serious permanent structure, more house-like. Okay, and it's similar, it should be mentioned, to the Rabbi Yoshia who demands the walls provide shade. You're demanding not just schach, and the walls are very secondary. You want the walls to serve a more house-like function. Either they have to surround you more, three and a bit, or they have to shade, and those are ways in which it's more house-like. Rebbe Gamliel the Tanya. And now, so those are Tanayim we've already seen, and now new Tanayim. 
Renamlio, because we taught. Um, uh, Brisa, so it's not just a Mishnah now that we're looking at. Ha'osa, actually, Rabbi Yosha also wasn't, a lot of these weren't Mishnayot, they were Brisa's. Ha'osa, Sukkotsa, Barosha, Gala, Obrosha, Svina. If you make a sukkah at the top of a, of a wagon, on the wagon, like a Chabad sort of, you know, you know, sort of portable sukkah, <laughs> sukkah mobile, or on the top of a boat, Rabbi Akiva says it's no good. Rabbi Akiva says it's good. Why should it not be good? And the reason it's not good is because it's less stable. Now, Tosus has a question whether they also whether the wagon example should be here. The boat in the Gemara in particular is an issue because it's, the winds on the ocean are much stronger than on the dry land. So it won't be able to stand up to the winds on the ocean, even though it could stand up if it remains in the port. Um, and the wagon also might be part of the debate, depending on if you have that Gersa here, because also, you know, it, it it bounces around and it's less stable and it could fall apart. So something that is that it's you know stability is more precarious. Um, that is debated. And then Leo says no good. It has to be more stable. Beit Shammai, Haba Beit Shammai, did not. Mishai Arosh Rub of Sukkah B'Shochar B'Tochabayis, Beit Shammai Posen Beit Yomachshirim. The debate of Beit Yomachshirim, Beit Shammai, whether a sukkah has to contain just your head and your body, or your head and your body and your table. Now that does not seem like a big difference. Right, that seems like, okay, it's dira awry, but it still has to be a dira. If your, if your table's in the house or it's not big enough for your table, you're not even gonna be temporarily there. You're always gonna be running after your table. So, again, you know, they're not all to the same degree. But everybody here makes greater demands of some sense of stability and permanence and so on. Although conceptually, you would have put Beit Hill Beit in roughly the same category and just disagreeing on degree. Nevertheless, at least Rebbe here is saying Beit is more in this direction of permanence. Okay? Of course, we Paskin like Beit um, so but that doesn't necessarily mean we Paskin so because of permanent dwelling, because again, Beit is the least of these Tanayim that make these demands. Um, okay. Um, Rabbi Eliezer, non. How about Rabbi Eliezer? Because we talk. Ha'oza sukaso kinin srif. Oh, if you make your sukkah like a teepee. Oh, shesam chalukotel. Or, or Rashi actually says it might not just be a teepee. It might also be, um, you know, they thank you. You know, they something sort of like a yurt. I think you know, if I, if I remember what a yurt is. But it's basically maybe more like an igloo. Where, I think igloo is the better example, where the roof is a conti- continuation of. The, of the walls. And there's not a clear line, here are the walls, here's the roof. Okay? So you make it a teepee, an igloo, or a lean-to. A lean-to is some halakotel. So all of those, you know, you could maybe halakhically imagine that part of the wall is a roof, but it doesn't structurally really have that clear line of what's the walls, what's the roof. With the Eliezer Postel, if he's Magag, yeah, there's no structural roof, even there's a halachic roof, and it's not good. The Chachamim Machshirim and the Chachamim say it's okay. So again, the demand for something to be more house-like, you know, with a real distinguishable roof and walls, is by putting it in the similar category. Again, whether all of this is about keva, permanence, you know, not all of these is about the concept of permanence. Some of these might be, like I'm saying, more of a concept of house-like. But nevertheless, if I was putting all these together, all these tanaim have demands of a sukkah that it be more house-like and more in that direction. Three walls, three, three and a, I mean three and a half walls, the walls provide shade, it has to be bigger, four by four, has to have a distinguishable roof. All of these things are roughly in this position that a sukkah has to be more keva, more house-like. Acherim, how about others, which is usually Bepi Meir. Dutanya, we turn on the Brisa. Acherim omni, sukkah hasiya keshuvach psula. If you have a circular sukkah, 
it is invalid. Even if it's got a, a normal roof, but if it's a circle, it's invalid because it doesn't have corners. Who lives in a circular house? Okay, yeah, that's the yours, I guess. Okay, but anyway, normal people live in houses with angles and walls and a distinguishable roof and so on. So that is not a normal type of a place that people live and therefore no good. So each one of these maybe has a different articulation of how this translates halachically, but they want a sukkah to be more house-like. Now, it should be known that there's a general principle in halacha that when a, a mower says, this is not uncommon, that the mower says, all of these tanaim all hold this shita. Okay, that A, it's just fascinating, right, collecting them together and trying to see them as coming from a similar approach. You know, there's an importance, obviously, in that, beyond the question of halacha. But there tends to be a halachic assumption that when the Gemara does that, it's coming to say, we don't pass them like it. It's coming to almost bracket them out and say, yeah, they're all coming from this approach. That's not the approach we go by. Now, the Gemara doesn't say that here, but it's just it's interesting to know that there's an idea that when the Gemara sort of does, you know, shita achat, that it's to be pushed away from halacha. Again, not clear from what we read, but that tends to be a halachic assumption. Okay, now that we've mentioned a circular sukkah, we're going to move into some real fun discussion about geometry. So everybody who loved geometry in high school, okay, this is the Gemara that they really love. Everybody who hated it, okay, stick with me. All right, I'm not going to say I'm going to be better than your geometry teacher, but let's take a look. So the Gemara says like this, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Sukkah I see a kikivshan, and the sukkah is made like a furnace, meaning it's a circular sukkah. If in its circumference um, there is enough for 24 people to sit, it's kosher. If it's not, it's invalid. Now, we have to make some assumptions. First of all, the minimum size of a sukkah, the way we pass in, is seven tzachim by seven tzachim. You do not need, there's no way you're going to need 24 people to sit in a circular sukkah to fit seven tzachim by seven tzachim. Right, seven tzachim is about, what, two feet by two feet, okay? <laughs> 24 people is going to be a lot more than a two foot by two foot square. So the first assertion the Gemara makes is, Kiman Karebi, We first have to be starting with an assumption that your minimum sukkah is a larger one. So the, the biggest size we have for a minimum sukkah is Rebi, four amos by four amos. Okay, so that's six, so for us, that's like six feet by six feet, okay? Now, 24 people sitting in six feet by six feet, right, it would seem that that's maybe a little, a lot, you can write. So, if you imagine roughly a person, you know, is in like a foot, a foot and a half, depending if you're trying to sit on a New York subway, you know, seat or whatever, the Gemara imagines a normal person sits in an ama. So I'm going to drop feet. I just wanted to we'll stick with Amos, but I just wanted to give you the imagination. Amos is about a foot and a half. How big do they make the seats in the New York subway? Maybe a foot and a half. Four, so, four by four is 16. What? Right. So exactly. So if you imagine that a person sits in an ama by an ama, okay, then that's 16. Where are you getting 24? What? Yeah, I know. It's big enough on the New York subway, right. So the, but anyway, that's the most assumption about an ama by an ama. Well, I mean, if you sit tight, right? That's like New York City subway. Okay, anyway. So let's see why you need 24. So the Gemara says, so, Michti, uh, let's, let's figure this out, says the Gemara. Let's see. God Rabbi Amsi Yossi. If a person sits in an ama, meaning like an ama by an ama, as we'll see, that'll be important later. Anything that the circumference is three, the width, meaning the diameter, is one. Meaning what is the proportion of circumference to diameter, pi, right? Everybody remember this? Yeah. Right? No. Pi equals, equals 2 R. Oh, wait, wait, no. I'm sorry. 
circumference I, equals 2 I, pi r. No, that's, that's area. This is circumference, okay? 2r is diameter. So circumference equals equals pi times diameter, right? Pi times diameter, which is another way of saying pi is the ratio of the circumference to the diameter. Yes? Okay, so here's your circle, your circumference, that's your diameter. The ratio of circumference to diameter is what pi is. Okay, so the Gemara estimates pi at 3. All right, we're not going to do that. There's another Gemara that learns it out from from the uh, sort of big uh, uh, bath that they had in the time of Shlomo, not that, whatever, anyway, the big uh, immersion pool in the base of Mikdash. But we're not going to worry about that. The Gemara estimates it as three. Okay? So the Gemara saying anything that has a diameter one has a circumference of three. Three is our estimate of pi. All right? So that's what the Gemara starts by saying. Or says the other way. Anything that has a circumference of three, um, um, has a diameter of one. So betrays her son. So the Gemara starts by sukking, saying if your sukkah needs to be four amot, so four is four is the height, right? If it needs to be four amot, then the circumference of it should only have to be a twelve circumference. You have four amot, four times three is a twelve circumference. Why do you need twenty-four? The answer to that is obvious because you don't fit a four by four square into that. That's the widest. Four. But that's the Gemara's first question. Okay? What if you need four amot? So you have a diameter of four amot, and now your circumference will be twelve. The tracer size is twelve should be enough. So Gemara says, no. How do you mean be igula? It's true. You're in a, if you're dealing with a circle, so if you had a four diameter, you would only need a twelve circumference circle. Right? For, you know, that, or that's what you would have. But when we say a sukkah has to be four, we don't mean that it's widest point. We need four by four. Although biribua by its fay. But we need a square of four by four. Okay? So a, a, how big does the circle have to be to fit inside of it a square of four by four? Is that clear what we're trying to get at? Yes, your sukkah has to be four by four. A circle has to fit a square inside of it a four by four. So the Gemara says, Mirti. Let's, let's take a look. How much bigger is a circle, is a square than a circle? It is a quarter. What does this mean? It means that the Gemara is first going to be looking at a circle in a square. Really, should be looking at a square in a circle. We'll get to that in a minute. But it's first going to look at a circle in a square, squaring off the circle. Now, so whatever you got the idea. What is the ra- what is the ratio? Uh, the circumference of the circle to the circumference of the square. Well, if this is one, right, or let's call this circumference, okay, right, that's the circumference. So the circle's, I'm not circumference, diameter, thank you, diameter. The circle circumference is 3D, right? 3 times diameter, because we're estimating pi at 3. What's the circumference of the square? No, circumference of the square. 4D. Right? Each side, it's D, right? 4D. So, the rate of the square is a quarter bigger, I mean a quarter of this, or the circle is a quarter less of the circumference of the square. Okay, so that's the line in the Gemara which says, let's read that again. How much bigger is the circumference of the square to the circle? Revia, it is a quarter bigger, meaning if it's four, the, cir- the circle inside of it is three. But shit's so sorry. So the Gemara says, now obviously, this is, you know, it's not, it's funny that it makes assumption, but it's just like this. It says, okay, 
So if you had a, what's the circumference that you need of a square four by four? What's, what's the circumference of a square that's four by four? 16. Okay, and the 16 circumference, right? That's the circumference of, or circumference equals 16. So the Gemara says, we've just proven that a circle that has a width of four has a circumference of 12. So the square that has a width of four has a circumference of 16. Okay, could have done it easier. Could have just said a square four by four has a circumference of 16. <laughs> but since we've been starting with the circle, and we said if this is four, the circumference is 12, it says, oh, well, the square is a quarter bigger, so the square is 16. So why, says Gamara, let's have the, the, the circle that we demand just have the same circumference of the square. Okay, that, that's a little complicated, but basically the way it's saying is, we need a square four by four, right? The circumference of a square four by four is 16. Okay, that's the point it's at. It's at 12, from 12 we get 16, the circumference is 16. Anyway, it's obvious. Circumference of the square of 4 by 4 is 16. Okay, so then the Gemara says, fine. So if you're making a circle sukkah, just have it have a circumference of 16. Why do you need a circumference of 24? Take the circumference and make the circle have the same circumference. Okay, and the Gemara's answer is, no, that's not, that's not what you need to do. Okay, how do you need be eagle to not me go rizua? If the circle's in the square, so then the square around it would have a circumference of 16 in this example, if the circle had a circumference of 12. But we don't just want to say what, you know, imagine that, there, like, the circumference of the square around it. We need to get the circle to contain a square. Um, and that, again, is here. This is, so, that's the idea that the outer square is a 3 to 4 ratio, okay? We'll just leave that here to remember that point, okay? So the first point we made is that the ratio of the sort of circumference here, right, the circumference of the circle, the circumference of the circle, whatever. Anyway, the circumference here is three, then the circumference of the square is four. That's a three to four ratio, okay, of the circumference. But the Gemara says, we're not interested in a square around a circle. We're interested in your circle here is a circle. And you need to fit a square sukkah in your sukkah, in your, in your current sukkah. So you have a circle, and we have to say it has to be big enough to fit a square that is four by four into the, into the sukkah. Okay? Now, can you, under, can you figure out, any good people who are good at geometry, what, how we're going to figure out what type of square you need to fit, a, what type of circle you need to split a four, four, four by four? Draw a line. You have to figure out what is the diameter. Okay, what's the diameter of the circle? What is the diameter? Diagonal. I'm diagonal square is the diameter of the circle. What's the diagonal of that of the square? Square root of both sides. Yeah, it's four times. Right. Everybody remember your Pythagorean theorem. Four times the square root of two. Right. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. So the diagonal of if you have A and A and B are the same, the diagonal is times the square root of two. That is the circumference of the circle, okay? And therefore, that's the diameter of the circle, and therefore the circumference is going to have to be three, like it's three times the diameter. Three times four, three times four times the square root of two. What? Square root of 30, I don't know, it's 12 times the square root of two. It's gonna be three times four times the square root of two. Okay, so let's take a look. That's what the Gemara is going to do, okay? So the Gemara says like this. Okay, Nifty, let's take a look. Kol amsa, b'ribua amsa, b'trei chumshe balachsona. 
Anything that's an ama squared, a squ- uh, you know, a squ- an ama by an ama, a square that's an ama by an ama, amsa v'treichum shebel sona is one and two fifths, one point four in the diagonal. So anything that is one by one has a diagonal of one point four, which means one point four is the Gemara's estimate of. Uh, yes, but of the square root of two. Okay, it's saying that the basic ratio here. Of a one by one, the diagonal is. Do people remember why this is true? Yes, a squared plus b squared equals c squared. So if a and b are the same, it's two a squared equals c squared, right? So, um, so, all right. Anyway, whatever, it doesn't matter. Okay, a one by one has a diagonal of one point four. Okay, so the most s uh, of square root of two, which most s meaning is one point four, which is actually. Not pretty, uh, pretty accurate. Much better than three being pi. The square root of two is like one point four one four. Okay, so that's actually quite close to make it one point four. So the most the diagonal here will be one point two four times the size. Okay, so if that's true, so the uh, you should get to seventeen minus the fifth. Meaning, what's four times one point four? Five point six. Okay. That's the diameter. So therefore, the circumf- that's the uh, diameter. So the circumference is going to be three times that, right? Pi times the diameter is what, three times 5.6 equals what? 16.8. Okay, that's still not 24, which is what Rabbi Yochanan said. So the Gemara says, one minute. Um, so 17 minus the fifth, meaning 16.8 should be enough. So why did he say 24? We got you. Finally, we got to the idea that it has to be the, cir- the square in the circle. But the square in the circle of 4 by 4 only leads to a circle of 16.8 of a circumference. Why is he saying 24? So the Gemara says, low doc. He's not being so precise. <laughs> the Gemara says, Amor, and low doc. What do you say, not precise? Porsa, a little bit. You're round off. Tuva, mi amrinan. To go from 16.8 to 24, oh, he's not being precise. Whoever says such a huge gap and not precise, he's rounding off to the nearest 24. Okay. <laughs> 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 so the uh, Gemara says, So, here, here's how we're going to get 24 people. Who told you that a person sits in an Amma? Three people to two Ammas. Okay? So, that's basically, a, that's, that's basically a foot per person. Okay? So, basically, three people in every two Ammas. So, if that's true, three people in every two Ammas, let's figure out what we're going to get. Instead of four people, four amot by four, right? Um, you know, four by four. Uh, uh, well, maybe it's just easier yeah, to work. Easier year, to work 16 with this. Divided by two is eight. If it's sixteen, right? If it's sixteen point eight amot, how many people is that? So if it's three people for every two, you divide by you know you you multiply it by three and a half, right? You divide by two and three two people. Yeah. Okay, so what is that times one? So times one and a half. So what's sixteen point eight times one and a half? Half that is eight point four. We're going to get 25.2. Okay? Is that right? Yeah. 24, 25.2. Yeah. Yes. Okay? So basically, that's what you got to do. So 16.8 amot, according to three people for every two amot, is 25.2 people. Okay? But he said 24, so it's a lot closer. So let's take a look. So the Gemara says, 
Um, so, okay. Tamahavihu, Shikser. Anan, so how many people would you need to get 24? It does the math that way. 16. Okay, it does the math the other way, which is, which is, if you have, if you have 16, if you have, no, did I, yeah, if you have 16 people, and three people for every two amot, so how many, how many, how many amot does 16 people get you? The 16, did I say this right? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you had 16 amot, how many people would you need for 16, to, to, to fit in 16 amot? If it's three people for every two amot. So it's, you need 24, right? Because it's times one and a half. So you would need 24 people. So we have, so, Rabbi Yochanan's 24 people translate, no, 24 people, three people in every two amot. Okay? So Rabbi Yochanan's, here's, it, it says, Rabbi Yochanan's 24 people would mean we're dealing with a circumference of 16 amot. Whereas we've determined that we need a circumference of 16.8 amot. But we're a lot closer. 24 people with assuming 3 for every 2 leads to a 16 ama circumference. Okay, so that's what the Gemara says. The Gemara says, let's take a look. Kamahavilu Shitzer. So, okay. So, therefore, you're, so therefore, Rabbi Yochanan's 24 amot, according to, uh, to 24 people, according to this, will create a circumference, a circle of 16 amot. 24, rather than creating 24, 24 will create 16. But we came to the conclusion of 16, that you needed a circle of 16.8. According to your new math, right, your, your circle is only 16. So how could that be, how could that work? Well, Doc, all right, he's being imprecise. Okay, yeah, 24 will only get you 16. You really need a little bit more. You really need 16.8. So the Gemara says, one minute, when can we say you're being a little imprecise? L'chumra, if you're rounding up, L'chumra, L'kula miyamrinan lodak. We wouldn't say it L'kula, right? If you say you only need 24 people, you're going to have a sukkah, uh, you're going to have a circumference of 16 amot. That's not big enough. You need a circumference of 16.8 amot. So we can't say, yeah, you're being imprecise. Be imprecise and tell us you need a little more, not a little less. 24 is going to lead to a sukkah that's too small. So even in your new math, that it's three for every two, you're not going to get to the right answer, which is the 16.8 amot. What did you want to say? <laughs> yeah, well, that's all for You have to be an average person. Yeah, you have to balance the heavy ones with the thin ones. Okay. So the Gemara says, so we're still stuck. So let's take a look. I'm only Ravasi Ravashi. Forget this new math. One person per ama. Okay? Now, so one person per ama, we're back to the problem. That Rabbi Yochanan said 24 people, which is 24 amot, and the circle that we need is only 16.8 amot. So again, how does Rabbi Yochanan match up? We're back to one person per ama. So, Rabbi Yochanan, Mokum Gavri Lokahashik. He's not counting the place where people are sitting. What does that mean? It means Rabbi Yochanan is not assuming people are sitting on the inside. Rabbi Yochanan is assuming that people are sitting on the outside. They're sitting around your sukkah, not on the inner circumference of your sukkah. So if they're sitting around your sukkah, how big, right, is they're sitting here, right? People are sitting here. And they're creating an 
they're sitting on the outside around your sukkah. How much bigger do you need that circle to be if you're now going to measure from the backs of the people? So you're going to be adding here to the diameter. How much are you adding to the diameter? Two amas. Each person is an ama by an ama. So people are sitting around your sukkah, right? And now you're going to measure the circle from their backs. You're going to have a new diameter that's no longer, right, 5.6, but your new diameter is going to be 7.6. Is that clear? Yes, pretty much? Okay. So now that we're sitting outside and around, the new circle created measured from behind us is 7.6 diameter, which is going to be how much of a circumference? 21, 18, 22.8, which is pretty close, right, to, right, the 20, to the, to the 24. Yeah? Okay. No, it's under. It's better. Right, and it's better. And we're being mach, and we're rounding off Lufumra. All right? So, let's take a look. Rabbi Yochanan, Mokam Gavri Lokachashi. He's not counting the space that the people are sitting in, meaning they're sitting on the outside, is basically what it means. Tamahavilahu, Tamnisrei. So, oh, 18? Hold on. I got that one. How, how's it 18? One minute. Wait, 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 wait. I think I said it. Hold on one minute. Hold on. I think I said this wrong. One minute. One minute. One minute. Yeah. So it's eight diameter. So the fun of being in the in the Rachav Elishisha Shisha, the Hagaver Ba'amsi Yosef, the Hacha Ba'ashav. So the fun of me Pnima the Moshevan in the Rachav Era Shisha Shisha. What? Six times three. Where you get six? Hold on, hold on, hold on. This made sense last night. Hold on. 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 Dropped the three people for two. That would lower it. Right. Rashi says if we start this with six, right, 
then 6 plus 2 is 8, right? 6 plus 2 is, right? 6 plus 2 is 8. That gets you 24. Um, so that's being imprecise, though, because that's demanding that to be 6 rather than 5.6. So, oh, that's what the Gemara means. Okay, fine. All right, now I got it. Okay, here's the point. If we say 24 people, okay, this, you have to work backwards. If we say 24 people standing on the outside, that means a diameter of 8. Right? You get 24, you get the 3.1. Which means, and you subtract the one at both ends, that means a diameter of 6 on the inner circle. Okay? And if you have a diameter of 6 on the inner circle, your circumference on the inner circle is 18. Okay? Right? You see that? So you, if, if you, this is 24, then that's 8. That's 8, and this is 6, and then therefore their circumference is 18. So by creating an outer circle of 24, it leads to a circle that has a circumference of 18. Whereas we said you only needed a circumference of 16.8. Okay? So there, let's see, so let's take a look. So it says, that's what the Gemara is saying. So it says, So so how much of, does the 24 people, what type of a circumference does it translate into in terms of the inner circle? Tamishre, 18. So, and we said, you only needed 16.8. So it says, oh, now we're on safer territory. Now we can say he was being imprecise, but he was being machmur imprecise, not makil. You need 24 people on the outside, which leads to an inside which is a little bit bigger than you need. You really only need an inside square of 5.6. He's going to get you an inside square of 6. He's going to be a little bit more mock. 24 on the outside gets you 18 on the inside gets you 6. Okay. So that's where, now we're done. Now we figured it out. Rabbanim the Rabbanim the Kesri, the rabbis of Caesarea, and some say the Dayanim of Caesarea, Amri, they say, Eagle did not me go rivua riva. Like we said before, a circle inside of the square is a quarter, meaning it's a three to four ratio. But riva did not me go igula, but the um, square that's out of coming out of the circle, this case, palga is half. Okay? Now that is crazy because as we've been seeing, it's the square inside the circle is pretty close. Okay, let's even talk about what is the general ratio, right? Here, if a circle is in the square, the circle has a circumference of 3 and the square has a circumference of 4. What is it the other way around? What's the ratio of the square inside the circle? Whatever, okay, you imagine that that's a square. Uh, Anyway, a square inside of the circle, right? What's the ratio? So, here is, is, if this is 1 by 1, what did we say? The diagonal is, right? Square root, square root, right? Square root of two. Okay. Let's just do it normal math. Okay. That's the diameter. Okay. So in this case, if a square one by one is in a circle, its circumference is going to be four, and the circle circumference is going to be, right? It's pi times the square root of two, right? So pi times the square root of two. Yes, pi times diameter. Right, which is going to be in the Gemara mass, three times one point four, which is five uh four point two. So actually, this is a pretty shocking shocking, it's you know, if you think about it, 
the circle inside the square is a three to four ratio. The, 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 the square inside of the circle is much closer in terms of circumference, four to four point two. Okay, because it says here what? No, we'll <laughs> figure it out. Okay, so they say. So the Dayanim say, however, Rivua denavik nigoigula palga that the square inside of the circle is half. Okay, now half doesn't exactly mean half. Remember. What we're trying to do is we're trying to deal with Rabbi Yochanan's 24. But what half means here is, is it means a third. It's basically the way Rashi explains what half means. Because it means, basically, it means if you've got, this is 24, then this inside is going to be, we know that you need a circle 4 by 4, right? Okay, what's the circumference of that circle? 16, right? 16. So when we say a half, what we really mean is, is that, the difference of 16 and 24 is 8, which is half of 16. It's a little complicated. But anyway, basically the way we would say it is that it's a ratio of, what's the ratio of 24 to 16? It is 2 to 3. Okay, they would say it's a 2 to 3 ratio. So if you have 24 on the outside, you got 16 on the inside. We know that the ratio is almost 1 to 1. Okay, not 2 to 3. So they solved it by saying that the ratio was radically different, and that gets you 16 on the inside. But the Gemara says, Velohi, that's actually not true. The Kachazina, Velohavi Kulehai, we see that it's not that big. We see that the ratio is much closer, okay? But if you make a bigger ratio, I mean, if you assume, you know, that you need, that the sukkah is three for every two circumference of the square, a 16 sukkah is going to lead to a 24, you know, circle. Okay? So that's the end of that subject. Now, there's fascinating postcodes here, which I, which maybe I'll explain, to see if I take out a minute to explain, for those that are not already overwhelmed. But what I first want to do is tell you what Tosas already realizes, and the Ravid already realizes, is that the Dayanim de sorry, are right, and they actually did explain Rebbe Yochanan, and probably got the right explanation in Rebbe Yochanan, as opposed to all the complicated outside of the circle that the Gemara did, except they're not talking about circumference. They're talking about area. What is the ratio? Rabbi Yochanan said, as the Gemara said, Rabbi Yochanan said 24 circumference. But maybe they understood, or maybe there's a different version or whatever, that they understood he just said 24. And maybe what he originally said was 24 area. 24 people sit in the sukkah. Right? That makes a lot of sense. If you want to talk about how big it has to be, talk about how many people are sitting in the sukkah. So if he is saying that your circle sukkah has to contain, has, you know, if he is saying that inside it has to contain 24 as an area, we have to figure out, right, what we're, we're going to have to figure out what is the ratio of the area of a, of a circle to, to the area of the square inside of it. Yes? And because of the square inside needs, if it's 4 by 4, we know that that's going to lead to an area of 16. And if a circle that goes around the square has an area of 24, right, that's the 2 to 3 ratio we just talked about, then Rabbi Yochanan's demand of 24 makes sense. If he's, let's take a look at what is the ratio of the area of the circle to the area of the square. So, in this type of a case, right, if this is, again, one by one, and this is the square root of two, okay, so what, you know, let's make it an easier case. This is two by two, and this is two times the square root of two. Yes, people with me here? What is the radius of that circle if the diameter is two times the square root of two? One. Divide by two. What radius is square root of two, right? Yes? You with me? Right? If the diameter is two times the square root of two, the radius is half then. You go with me? Yeah? 
Okay, so what is the area of the circle? Pi r squared, which would be pi times, what's r squared? Uh, two. So, two, two pi, okay. And if pi is three, the area would be six. What would, what's the area of the square? Two by two? Four. What's the ratio of the area squared to the area circle? Right? Two to three. What's the, if the square has a 16 area, what will the circle's area be? 24. Brilliant, right? So simple. People sitting on the outside. Da, 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 da. He's talking about area. He's not talking about circumference. And a circle on the inside, that's four by four, has a 16 area. The circle around it has a 24 area. I mean, really, it has a 16 times pi area. But I'm not kidding. Not 16 times. Uh, what do Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's <laughs> no, it has a, it's like an 8 pi area, right? But fine, 8 pi, thank you. But 8 pi is, for the Gemara, 24. Yes, and that's true. If it's 16 on the inside area, the circle around it is 24. And that's exactly the sort of 2 to 3 ratio, right, that the Dayani Bikisari are talking about. Okay, very nice, brilliant. Why the Gemara didn't go that way is because the Gemara had a had clear thought that Rabbi Yochanan was totally talking about circumference and not area. But at least the Dayani, the Kesari, they, didn't, they, they, they got it right, that that is the ratio of the square and the circle if you're talking about area, not circumference. All right? I want to just tell you very quickly, um, because you see all these pretty pictures in Tosfos, I want to just give you a sense of what Tosfos is doing if you look at the Amad Aleph. First, I'm going to do, do the picture at the very bottom on the lower left corner. This is brilliant. This is Tosis' demonstration that 1.4 is a little imprecise for the square root of 2. It would have been nice if you would have demonstrated that 3 is way imprecise for pi, but he's demonstrating that 1.4 is a little imprecise. And here's how he demonstrates it. Imagine a square 10 by 10. And now he's divided it up into, you know, every little unit. It's got 100 on the inside, right? If you, you see the picture I'm talking about, you subdivide it into four quarters. Each square is 25, right? Fine. Let's draw a diac let's draw a square inside of a square. Okay? If the outer square is a hundred, how much is the inner square going to be? It's exactly half, right? It cuts everything in half. Right? So what's the area of the inner square going to be? Fifty. Yeah, everybody with that? You see how the inner how that cuts each of the quadrants exactly in half? So the inner square is going to have to be fifty. Now, let's figure this out though. If the if in each of those quadrants you have, a, you have a side that's 5 by 5, and 1.4 is supposed to be the hypotenuse. So what's going to be the length of the diagonal in each of the quadrants? If each of the quadrants is a 5 by 5 square, what's the length of the diagonal? 5 times the square root of 2, which is, if, the, if that's 1.4, 5 times 1.4 is, come on, it's not hard math, people. Five by seven, thank you. So if the square is seven by seven, what's the area of the square? Forty-nine, not fifty. So it says, look, if you use one point four, you'll get forty-nine when we know that the answer is fifty. So you see that one point four is a little off. Okay, it's a very nice little demonstration that that is a little imprecise for the square root of two. Now, the other picture is even more fascinating because the other picture, in a way, is almost like a little calculus, way before the time of calculus. The other picture wants to prove the issue about how do you determine the, the, um, the area of a, uh, of a circle, 
Okay? And here's how he does it. He says, imagine you have an infinite amount of lines, right, strings, that are making up a circle. Okay? That's this inner picture. All right? Now, what you're going to do is you're going to cut all the strings in half. You're gonna, you see that little white line? You're going to cut all the strings in half and lay them out end to end. That's going to become a triangle that at its base is the outside string, is the circumference. That's the base of the triangle, right? And at its height is the radius, because the, is the, the amount that you cut. Yes? Is that, is that sort of clear? Because that's, yeah? So therefore, now what is, so what is the area of that triangle? So it's, so you've got the diameter of the circle is the base. You've got the diameter as the base, and you've got the height of the triangle as the, right, as the radius. Okay? Yes? So, but, so, it, it's, so, who remembers what the area of a triangle is? Base times radius divided by two, right? And the way he does that is he cuts half of it and he moves the other half here. So, and he makes it into a rectangle, a square, right? So anyway, so it's diameter times radius divided by two. Okay, that is the area of the resultant sort of triangle, which is the area of the circle. The circle's area is is um, the diameter times the radius. I understand, but it's the original it's diameter radius, right, divided by two, which means that that which means that um, if you so what does this mean? And it means that this is going to lead to the question about this is going to this leads to pi. Pi is what? Pi is pi is diameter. Pi is circumference over diameter, sure. right? Because diameter radius is three to two. So the area is diameter times oh, because the area is the diameter times the radius. No, wait, where's the circumference? Not the diameter, that's what I'm the it's the circumference of that one. The circumference, right? The base here is the circumference. It was the outer part of the circle. It's circumference times the radio divided by two, right? And therefore, circumference how's this I had it. One minute. Okay. Circumference times Oh, I think What's related to the circumference and the radius? Oh, no, and here's what he's saying. We know that the area, according to the Gemara, right, the area is diameter times pi, right? I mean, whatever, right? Okay, right, the area is the diameter. Okay, you know what, I'm fine. Whatever, I'm confused. Let's move on. Anyway, I don't know. Somehow I lost it. But this post was perfect. This post was figured out. That, that, oh, this Tosos figures out that the mass to get that the, I, 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 right, I was thinking that Tosos was figure, trying to figure out pi. Tosos is trying to figure out what's the calculation for the area of a circle. Okay, that's what Tosos wants to know. Right? You know what? Forget Moving on. Okay. <laughs> We've got enough math for today. Um, all right, moving on. Back to the Gabbara. Um, if you have two Sukkot of smelters, right, that basically, I see, you see this sometimes in these, like, reconstructed villages from the Pilgrim era where they sort of have, like, a, you know, a working shop on the outside, and then inside they have, like, a smaller little 
sort of space where the guy lives. You know, on the outside is where he does the smelting and where he sells the stuff. So the outside is not actually a living quarters. The living quarters is in the inner structure. Okay, so you have these two sukkot, Zuli Snini Zu, an inner and an outer one. Hapnini's ain't a sukkah. The inner one can't be used as a sukkah because that's used for your regular house. Now, notice, again, this is fascinating. Structurally, it could be a perfect sukkah. It's made maybe in a temporary way. It's not a permanent roof. But nevertheless, if it's your house, you can't make it your sukkah. If it's the place you generally live. The chayev is the mezuzah. And because it's your house, you have to put a mezuzah on the inner structure. The chitzona, the outer structure, sukkah, you can go ahead and move to your outer structure for sukkahs because that's normally not your house. That's your shop. Okay? Upitura mina mezuzah. And it's exempt from a mezuzah during the, in general, because you don't normally live there. Okay. So the Gemara says, Amai, the Gemara's only question here is about the mezuzah. Why is the outer shop area exempt from the mezuzah? Let the outer one be like a gatehouse to the inner one, right? Because if you have a structure that leads into your house, it's sort of like an antechamber to your house, then the antechamber requires a mezuzah as well. So let the outer structure be like a gatehouse to your house. Even if nobody lives there, it should be an entranceway into your house and also obligated in a mezuzah from the perspective of your house. So the says, no, mishum because both of these structures, as Rashi understands it, are not so temporary. So the house is not significant enough to say that it can have a sort of like a, you know, an, a, an entranceway to it. That idea that an entranceway to a house requires a mezuzah is by things in which it's natural to have an entranceway. But something that's such a temporary type of a structure, we cannot consider the outer part to be an entranceway into the house, like that's for hush of houses, and therefore the outer part does not demand a mezuzah. So the basic upshot, though, is even if something structurally is a sukkah, if it's where you live for the whole year, you can't be yotze sukkahs in it. You have to go to your outer room, which is not where you live. Okay, now we get to very... interesting idea here about who can make the sukkah and what type of kavana you need. Tanu Rabbana, our rabbis taught. Ganbach, if you have a sukkah skanbach, it's, it's a mnemonic that you can remember, it's such a weird mnemonic, which means what? Sukkah goyim, the sukkah is made by non-Jews, that's the gimel. Sukkah noshim, or it was made by women. Or sukkah behem, I'm sorry, for non-Jews, <laughs> made by Bain would be interesting. But for and made by seems to also be, okay, it's sort of both, but okay. But let's, I'm sorry, for non-Jews, or the non-Jews probably includes made by non-Jews, or for women, or Sukkot Behema, or for your animals, or Sukkot Kutim, or by and for Samaritans. Sukkot Mikomakam, whatever type of Sukkot you make, Shera, it's kosher. As long as you, it's made with proper schach, as long as it's done the right parameters, we don't make care who made it and for what purpose it was made. Which is amazing. You don't have to make your sukkah for the sake of sukkah. As long, okay, you, as, and it doesn't have to be made for a Jew to use, it doesn't have to be made for the sake of sukkah. As long as it's not where you live and it satisfies the right requirements, it's kosher. So the says, my kilchasa, what do you mean the schach is done correctly? Of course you need to do the schach correctly. So, Amar of Chizda, v'hush asa'al itzel. It was made for shade. We do not require, this is very important, we do not require that the schach or any of the sukkah be made for the sake of sukkahs. It could be made for some completely different purpose, could even for animals. But in order to have the designation of schach, it has to be made for the purpose of shade. 
Okay, it's not called schach if it wasn't put up there to serve the purpose of shade. And this again gets to the centrality of schach as the identifier of the sukkah, and its identity of schach is something made for shade. So as long as the schach was put up for shade, I don't care what purpose the sukkah was made and who made it, it's kosher. And then the Gemara just says, um, okay, and sukkah mikomakam lasuye mai, what was that catch-all category you said at the end? Any type of sukkah is fine. Lasuye sukkah srekbash, to include Sukkot Rakbash. What's Sukkot Rakbash? So we have another brighter. The Tanarabanan, Sukkot Rakbash. So what does each letter stand for? Sukkot Rowin, if it's made for shep- by shepherds, you know, when they're tending their sheep. Sukkot Kayatsim, or people that are watching the uh, fruit that's out in the field that's drying, and they also move around and dwell in these huts. Sukkot Borgin, or it's made by, um, you know, by people that are going to, um, what do you call it, to um, uh, watch the city, wa- city watchers, and they'll move around and dwell in these Sukkot. Sukkot Shomrei Peiro, the people that watch the fruit. Sukkot Mikomakom, any type of Sukkot Kshera, Ubuvashetei Sukkot Kiyochasa. As long as the Sukkot is right. My Kiyochasa, Amarav Chizda, Lushasa, Litzel, making it for shade. Okay, so same idea. We don't care why it's made for, what purpose it's made for. As long as it was made for shade, it's okay. Now, sukkah mikomokom lasuyemai, this list, which says any type of sukkah, what's it coming to include? Lasuye sukkah's ganbach. Sukkah's ganbach, meaning one is a list of ganbach and says any type of sukkah, even the rakbash type, and the other is a list of the rakbash and says any type of sukkah, even the ganbach type. So which list do you think is more important? So, high tana de ganbach, alimale ganbach. The one that starts with ganbach, the ganbach cases are better sukkahs. Why? We should see they're relatively permanent structures. The name of this goes into whether sukkahs is diras arai or diras keva. So he says, even though, you know, it was made for animals, it's okay, but you're starting with the idea that these are permanent structures. The katanami komakam, and not only that, even the rakbash, even mikomakom, let's see a rakbash delokfi, the things that are made for the shepherds and that aren't permanent, even that's okay. So the chid, you start with ganbach, and the chidish is even the rakbash that's not permanent. The high tana, the rakbash, the other tana starts in the opposite direction. Alimu rakbash, rakbash is better. It's made by and maybe in four men. So it's, you know, maybe that's more obvious. I don't care it's temporary. That's more obvious. That's for men. And Jewish men. The Tanamiko Makom, and not only is those kosher, even the Ganbach, Lassiyan Bachelab Nechiyuva Huninu, that's made for people that aren't obligated. So basically, the upshot being, one list assumes one as the default, the other is the other, but everybody agrees that even if it's very temporary and made for moving around, but took it to be a temporary structure, and even if it's made not by and for, People that aren't obligated, like non-Jews, it's totally kosher. It doesn't have to be made for the sake of sukkah. It doesn't have to be made by somebody obligated. It just has to be made for the sake of, of shade. And we'll end there. And we actually finished. <laughs> yeah. All right.